Hi. Hello. I'm here with my Fagin. Woot woot. And uh, it's time to watch what is probably, we're going to decide definitively tonight if this is the worst Buffy episode ever. It's pretty bad. There's a lot of bad noises. And it's called The Pack, mm. episode six, where uh, Xander turns into a hyena. It's all rapey. Oh, God. Okay. So I want to do a disclaimer first and foremost. If you are listening to this podcast because I love you and I want you to be happy, if you're listening to this podcast and you, for some reason, have never seen this episode of Buffy, but you are watching Buffy with me or something and you haven't done it yet, don't do it. Stop now. You can't unknow what happens in this episode. If you value Xander and you want to be okay with him, you can't unknow what happens. So stop listening right now. Don't watch it. Come back next week. I love you. I'll see you then. I say torture yourself because I don't give a shit about your well-being. <laughs> By all means, watch it because I'm doing it. I, if someone had told me that I could skip this and, and uh, still love Xander. And to a lesser extent, Giles. Oh, I can still love Xander. I can't. I don't. I mean, I can kind of, but okay. So what should we? Uh, we'll get there. Let's outline the drinking game. Okay, yes. so hopefully you stopped listening if you want to value Xander. Today's drinking life. game brought to you by a big old bitch full of fireball. <laughs> So, uh, okay, <clears throat> to get through this worst episode of Buffy, I have modified some of the rules from foryourinebriation.com, their drinking game called Boozy the Vampire Slayer. Boozy. So, you're supposed to take a drink, not necessarily a shot, but a drink if anyone says Buffy, Vampire, or Slayer. So last time we did this, I did it with Michael, and he did not drink that much because he does not drink that much. <laughs> so it was just me getting drunk, pretty much. So basically, we could just take like a sip of a shot. A sip. Yeah. Okay. And that. I was like, holy shit, we're gonna be wasted. Yes, that alone <laughs> will do it right there because they say Buffy Vampire and Slayer a lot. A lot. Um, then you're supposed to drink while they're drinking anything. Okay. Oh, anything, not just alcohol, any yeah. kind of liquids? Yeah, oh. any liquids. Including blood? I think so. Or is it just the Scooby gang? Or just anyone that drinks? I think it should be anyone that drinks. Okay. To get through this episode, okay. I think we should uh, go balls to the wall. Yeah, I agree. We're supposed to drink every time someone says, well, someone goes into research mode, or they propose yeah. getting into research mode. Anytime Buffy breaks down a door, anytime Giles cleans his glasses... Anytime someone mentions the apocalypse, anytime someone speaks Latin. What if he just takes them off and doesn't clean them? Because he does that. I know he does that a lot. He's a fucking glasses talker, man. I know. Like, he'll take them off and look at them and. I guess that would be up to your discretion, okay. depending on how drunk you are at that point. <laughs> anytime someone speaks Latin, and anytime someone does a spell. You are to take a shot okay. if Giles becomes unconscious. Which is going to happen in this episode. I already know that. Yes, it is. If Angel is topless. I don't know that that happens in this episode. I don't even know if Angel's in this episode. I don't episode. think he is either. Damn. If the episode opens on Buffy slaying someone, like in a cemetery or whatever. Okay. Um, Wait, what if I end up topless? Then do we have to take a shot? <laughs> we definitely have to take a shot if you end up topless. <laughs> That's a bonus. Um... And then I just wrote this rule in just a second ago because I just, I think it should be done. 
every time Buffy knows something is fucking wrong and everybody's like, no, Buffy, it's fine. Because there's so many episodes where at the beginning she's like, dude, something's off about this. And they're like, Buffy, you're crazy. All the time. Like, you're on a motherfucking hell mouth. Why don't you believe Buffy? She is, like, educated. She is the slayer. She knows this shit. For for all those out there that are lamenting because Buffy is no longer on Netflix, which is true, it's really gone, you guys. It's really gone. Hey, in good news, they put all of Absolutely Fabulous, every single episode of everything ever made. Well, now I can finally watch it because I've never seen it. Oh my god, you've never seen it. I know. Okay, so it is on Hulu, though. So you have to put up with commercials, but Buffy's on Hulu, the whole thing. They also took the first four seasons of Bones off of Netflix, which makes me sad because I was watching the first season. So it skipped me to the fifth season. I care about Bones. I love Bones. Other, okay, other things if you want to contribute. I always find my favorite quote, favorite outfit, favorite object that I'd like to pluck out of the episode and keep for myself for all time. And then your five by five ratings. Okay. Which I'm guessing this episode is possibly going to get a zero. <laughs> Be the first episode to get a zero. And I am fully willing to, if we decide to vote it so, put this episode in the vault to never be taken back out again unless a special <laughs> ceremony is conducted. Just block it. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> put it in the bubble. Put it in the bubble and block it. Okay. So, are we ready to start this shit? Start this shit. <clears throat> okay. Do we have to take a shot just to get started? No, I was just going to go ahead and, you know, pour them so if we have to sip, okay. we're ready to go. Okay. Well, yes, we're definitely going to have to sip. We may end up having to take shots, Buffy may be slain. From the very beginning? I don't remember how this one opens. I don't either. I listened to another podcast called Revisiting Sunnydale. That was my research I was doing yesterday. Oh, that's a cute podcast they were, name. Yeah, they were uh, reviewing this episode. And they decided that Xander was super fucking hot in his horrible bad boy aggressiveness of this episode. And they enjoyed it. Ew. Never listened to that podcast before. I know. Okay. So let's get started. <laughs> Should we? I don't know. Should, I think, yes. I think we should just finish just off finish our shots. In just here. just God, because we have to withstand Borderline traumatic. Yes. <laughs> I've been triggered. So, the episode begins with them at the zoo for a field trip, which, first of all, my first note was, why the fuck is Principal Flutie at the field trip? When did you ever have a principal go on their field trip with you? <laughs> what the fuck is that? And the bullies are established, which are four people that look like they're in their 30s. But they're not. And they're all uh, more attractive than bullies usually are, because bullies are usually ugly as fuck, and that's why they do the things they do. And Xander, like, goes into the hyena house to deal with the bullies, whatever, I don't remember what the fuck that was about. Because they were picking on that one little... And then they Sweet went little and, nerd kid. And the hyena house was supposed to be closed, right? Yes. Okay. So then he went in there to deal with it. Because Buffy. Because he was like, not everything requires slaying, Buffy. And so their souls get switcherooned with the hyenas. Or possessed or whatever. Yeah. So now they have the souls or whatever of hyenas, which is why it's called the pack. Because they're dogs. And it's goddamn triggering. Because, <laughs> well, I was turned into a dog when I was in high school. 
You were? No. <laughs> that, no, oh, it's yeah, tricky that because they're all horrible. It's horrible. They're yeah. all horrible. The, it's too real. Like, the yes. whole point of Buffy is to be a metaphor for high school. And even though the metaphor part is the hy- hyena part, it's still just too realistic. Straight bully equals bully. One yes. to one. It's just, yeah. And so Xander's yeah. being a total cock face. To Willow, and mm-hmm. just mm-hmm. that laugh. He's see. Here's the thing. Nicholas Brendan is too good at this. He is yeah. Because I think he kind of struggles with this in his personal life a little, doesn't he? Yeah. Yeah. Did you hear about? He so got I think ar- that's also why he this got is arrested so for cessation of breathing, which means he choked, so he choked a bit. Somebody. Yes. Yeah. Doesn't he? Isn't he like a pretty you know serious alcoholic? Yes. He's okay. had a lot of problems okay. with that. But usually it's just like destruction of properly and okay. drunkenness and shit. But that one time he did choke someone. And you know, he seems to have remorse though. I've seen like interviews with him where he good. apologizes and But no, I get what you're saying and I de- definitely does seem a little more disturbing cuz it does seem like he's not and at this point, like this was his first like, acting job, was Buffy. And this is only six episodes in. Yeah, but it definitely seems like he's pulling from something real that's inside exactly, of him. Exactly, exactly. So he doesn't creepy. really have acting chops yet, and he's this good at being an asshole. <sighs> I don't want to press play. <laughs> <laughs> Only I know and 16 we, minutes in. Well, you know, really, I think the problem with this episode, okay, there's really, like, from what I can, if I'm remembering everything clearly, there's really no comic relief. Mm-hmm. Like, there's really no, like, comeuppance of, like, oh, well, let's overcome these bullies and whoop their ass or something fucking awesome. Like, there's no punishment. <laughs> there's no repercussions. So, like, the episode just kind of, like, wavers between, like, really boring and incredibly uncomfortable to watch. Yes. Yes. Like, it's either incredibly boring, and it's just like, oh my god, I could fall asleep during this, or it's just people being fucking blatant assholes. And this is the very <laughs> beginning of a series of events that will happen with Xander, where he does something wrong, and he does not suffer any consequences for it. Every other character yeah. on the show has to suffer the consequences when just, they do yeah. bullshit wrong. He but Xander plays, never does. He just plays dopey and aloof. And he attempts like, to, oh, Xander. He attempts to write Buffy, and, and he's allowed God. to pretend he doesn't remember it. He well, doesn't I mean, do they tell... believe that they really, that he doesn't remember it? I think they do. Yeah. Maybe they don't, but still. But Any they're... other character would have done some bullshit like that? By the way, you should post a picture of your eye makeup today, because it's very nice. Oh, thank you. I'm getting better at it. It's the perfect little wing. (laughs) And then there's the time when he does not tell Buffy that Willow is going to perform the spell to give Angel his soul back. He just tells her, kick his ass. And they never deal with that bullshit. Yeah, they do. She knows that Willow's working on that spell. No, she didn't. Yeah, she did. No, she didn't. Yeah, because afterwards, like, she lies and tells them it didn't work in time. And well, then, they know. They know, you know at it's that like point. Way they know that on. she was going to do uh, it, but she, but Willow uh, told Xander, like, "Hey, tell her to put it off as long as possible because I'm getting close." And then he was just like, "Kick his ass!" Oh, yeah, God. Yeah, and then they never deal with that. 
So, you know, it's a way, way jump forward from where we yeah, are now. It is. That's like season two, like the end of season two. I know. <laughs> the whole year away. I, I, it's hard for me to reconcile because when I was growing up watching Buffy, I thought Xander was the coolest. And now I'm seeing so many flaws and cracks in the I Xander character. I always loved Angel. You used to give me so much crap because you did not think I like David, him now. You, I know, but you didn't think David Boreanaz was like, you know, This is the first time then. I'm watching Buffy from the beginning. You were like, and oh, I'm like, just... I'm in for Angel. Let's do Which this. was surprising because back then you were like obsessed with like tall, like handsome, broody fucking dudes. Well, but, but and Angel's, Angel's pretty a goddamn butch. broody. Yeah, he's broody. His his personality is totally my type, but like, he's sick of the shit. <laughs> protesting. Um, his personality is my type, but like, he's just a little too much. Oh. But now I Dave forgot Green's how many velvet hot. shirts he wore in the beginning, and they made him actually pale in the beginning. So I'm mm -hmm. in for that. Velvet shirts and pale—that's my type right there. <laughs> yep, I was always Team Angel. Fuck Spike. Yeah. Well, I like Spike, but you know, he's not in a healthy relationship, and that's he why looks he's there. Horrible these days. He's Holy shit! Angel. I have the—I finally have the magazine in my possession. Do you think it's maybe because you know, like, he hasn't been doing as much acting and stuff, I like it, David Boreanaz and some of the other people? So I, you know, they've kind of well, really had to older. keep up with themselves. He was like forty-five or something when he started on the uh, show. So he's he was so he's fucking like, chiseled as so shit yeah, for me so in his forties, sixties like now. Yeah. Okay. Well then, yeah. He's fine. He looks good for sixties. He 60s. was barely younger than Joyce. Although it is super weird every time I see him with dark hair. It's just not right. I know. But like you should just bleach your hair until you, you die. You don't want to keep up that platinum. I know. Shit, God, it's so yeah. awful. Okay. Let's um, soldier through. Okay. So okay. So. Uh. Three terrible things have, unforgivable things have happened because of the hyena people. They have killed and eaten the school mascot, Herbert, the little baby piglet. Yeah. They have eaten the principal. Yes. All except Xander, who, who was trying to rape Buffy. Was attempting to rape Buffy at the same time. It's very rapey. I remember when I first saw this as a kid, that scene did not really register with me as attempted rape. And I think that was just because of, like, the fact that we were just... Living hard in the midst of rape culture? Yes. Exactly. <laughs> I didn't know living, how to word that. that living was fast and loose? <laughs> we were just supposed to put up with that bullshit. I mean, pretty much. Because, well, she shouldn't have worn that outfit. I think that's gonna win outfit of the episode too. She's wearing a V-neck, black and white paisley I so far top. I haven't found any outfit. And black satin pants. Apparently, yeah, Sagan has confessed that he does not like '90s clothing and makeup, which I love it. You know, honestly, out of all of the characters, even through most of the show, the per the person whose clothes I like the most is Willow's. And even in, like, the earlier ones, I like most of Willow's outfits. But she's really only worn that same, like, orange sweater, green plaid skirt outfit this entire fucking episode. <laughs> yeah. And, like, that is not a cute outfit. No, it's not. 
Some, sometimes she'll wear some cute shit. But she but... wears, like, quirky shit. And that's yeah. why I like, you know, I like season she... four and yes. stuff when they get into the college the years. The sweaters. Because, yes, because, like, she still has her quirky Willow outfits, but yes. they, they kind of, like... Like, they stylize them more, so they're, like, more, like, put together, but still, like, weird, cute shit. Yeah. I like it. She's still the cutest shit. Do you remember that, um, do you remember in the body, whenever she's trying to pick out an outfit, she's like, why does all my stuff have all this stupid shit on it? (laughs) (laughs) She can't find a mature outfit. (laughs) Yeah, because everything has, like, pear bears and fucking rainbows and shit on it. She gets so mad. Did I ever tell you the story, like, during season six, I think... (laughs) I bought this shirt online. It was a, like, yellow t-shirt that said chemistry power on it. And it had, like, a little beaker with a face on it. It was running. And it said chemistry power. And I glued a bunch of red jewels to it. And my intent was I was going to mail it in to the to the costume designer. To wear? Buffy, for Willow to wear? For Willow. <laughs> yes. And I never did it. No, you should have done but it. But she totally, it was totally her. But I, I agree. I agree with what Michael said a few weeks ago. That it kind of, honestly, seems like in these earlier, like at least in season one, that like, <clears throat> like they're just wearing shit out of their closet, man. <laughs> or like they just like went to like a vintage store <laughs> and just bought a bunch yeah. of like fucking random crap. Everything's like thrift store. But that's how it was back in 96. I know, that's, man. Do you is... remember the days of making our own fishnet? Like shirts by yeah. taking fishnet pantyhose and, cut and the cutting a out. hole out of the crotch, <laughs> and so it only went, you know, down to like your like third rib down. Like it wasn't like a whole shirt. You just put it on over your And boobs. it was just, you know, that was the like, you know, control like where like what would hold it up. So it was just like really tight around like your midriff section. <laughs> well, if you had boobs, it was fine because well, you just put it over your boobs. Well, I didn't have boobs. You just cut the feet out of them, yeah, cut remember, a hole in the crotch, I remember and put those being fuckers a on upside down. I remember being a snob when Hot Topic opened. Started making like, actual fishnet shirts. Back when my day, you just cut the crotch yeah. out of some fishnet. You fish couldn't net. buy some shit. You had to make some you shit. You couldn't buy a fishnet shirt. You could. Making arm shirt. warmers out of socks. Kim King, I'm looking at you. Yeah. <laughs> I still save my socks when, they, when I pull the hole out of the heels. <laughs> With the intent to do that, and I never do. <laughs> Man. Okay, so Late Xander 90s. has just attempted to rape Buffy, which yeah. is problematic, yes, but I think that they were trying to put, they were trying to make a point with that, but they didn't follow through because what happens at the end of the episode. So yeah, I think the point is that, you know, hyena possession, trans possession, and they're living the hyena id, and yeah. <laughs> see something take something mm-hmm. yeah bullshit don't you like bad boys i mean that is triggering for me right there gross Ooh, like how or... many men have been I awful forgot. to you because they think that you like bad boys like yeah. oh i shouldn't be the good guy because good guys finish last obviously you want me to treat you like well i've shit, never had right? that problem you haven't no that's not a thing no no not... boy and boy crime i mean not anything that i've realized i feel like there is Within the gay community, I feel like there's, like, way less stereotypical expectation of what things are supposed to be. You gotta kind of get like, to make up your Like, as far as, like, gender roles and stuff go. I mean, don't get me wrong. At the same time, like, there is tons and tons and tons of, like, 
some toxic shaming yes and like shaming the you know feminists or like you know more feminine acting or sounding or looking people which is just which a is thing really fucked up in all of culture yeah if there's any really girliness stupid. it's bad it's really fucking stupid yeah um Poor little twink. That, like, but no, it's weird. Like, I listen to, like, you know, obviously not you because you're woke as fuck. But, like, some of my, like, other straight friends and shit, like, I'll just sit there and, like, fly on the wall, just, like, listen to conversations that are going on around the room. And I'm I just scary. think to myself, like, straight people are fucking weird. They're fucking weird. Like, the amount of rules and shit that yes. you have to box yourself yes. into for, like, gender norms. And, and the fact that they're just okay like, with just dropping like all those prude, rules. Prude sexuality and just, it's very, like, straight people, god damn it, straight people are fragile. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, it's not just masculinity, like, you know, oh. I know, hashtag fragile masculinity, but god damn, hashtag fragile heterosexuality. Yes. Because straight people are fucking weirdos, dude. Yeah. I don't give a shit. Well, it's just like, the people that are okay with just, like, the khaki pants, polo shirt-wearing motherfuckers, that's how I think of them. Like, Which, I mean, that's fine. I wear polos no, and khaki no, pants. No, it's, it's, not, it's not that. <laughs> I know what you mean. But, though. like, people that are just willing to just, like, take all the fucking rigid rules that society throws at you, and they're like, okay, yeah, sure, I'll follow all that. They're the ones that, like, freak the fuck out if somebody is going outside of any yeah, of those lines. Yeah, like, do you remember... Okay, here's a really weird thing that, like, this plays straight into that. Do you remember that, like, there for a while in, like, the mid-2000s, like, you know, because for the longest time it was not acceptable for men to wear pink. Even though when pink first came on to the fashion, in like into fashion was in like fucking sixteenth century it France. It was a boy color, at and first. was a boy color because it was incredibly expensive to make, yeah. and so it was like you know if you were wearing pink, you were a rich motherfucker, and usually yeah. in like the French court. But anyway, I digress. <laughs> there was like a weird time in the late two thousands where like. Straight dudes went on this, like, weird leap from, like, you know, not being able to, or supposed to not give a shit about their looks and just kind of being, like, a little grungy and when dirty. When they started and the then they started, metrosexual. Yes. <laughs> what the fuck was that? It's like, I like to bathe every once in a while yeah. and shave my face. I like to take a shower and shave, maybe put a little bit of gel in my hair, and I'm not, you that know, I don't do see a problem. nothing to do with your sexuality. Yeah, and, you know, maybe I might toss on, like, a coral pink shirt once a week. Like, <laughs> oh, that's metro as fuck. You're a metrosexual. Blah, blah. It's term. like, what the fuck is happening? Yeah. That was ridiculous. Yeah. <laughs> But we had to come up with a term so that dudes could fucking wear hair gel and exactly. wear pink. Just like if, if a dude wants to carry some shit around with him in a, in a satchel, you got to call it a man purse. It's a man purse. And if a dude has long or hair and wants to put it up on his head, you, you got to call it like, a man What's bun. even worse than man purse was, you know, what they were before that was a fag bag. Which, Ooh, I've never heard that. Oh, really? Yeah, fuck that shit. So, okay. Do you think, is, in your opinion, the word fag one of those things 
I'm not okay with it. You're not okay with I'm it being okay said it. by anyone other than... It's kind of like the N-word. That's what I'm thinking. <laughs> That's like, what I was thinking. And it also is in context as well. Like, you yes. know, like, say, you know... Because how many times were you called that in a hurtful way? Well, it's not even about being in a hurtful way. And, um... I listen, one of my favorite podcasts that I listen to is called Put Your Hands Together. It's Cameron Esposito and her wife, Rhea Butcher, and they do a comedy, like a stand-up comedy podcast. They do it, like they do a stand-up comedy show once a week called Put Your Hands Together in LA, and they record it and release it as a podcast. Um, I think I've heard of this. She refuses, and talks about it very openly and quite frequently, she refuses to ever, ever, ever book a comedian that does use or has ever used the word fag or dyke in their set ever and her reasoning behind it is because words that are used to scream at someone while you're trying to beat them or kill them aren't fucking funny yeah and you don't get to say them on my stage so you know that sounds legit i totally share that sentiment and it's not an okay word it's the same reason why the n-word is not okay so is it one of those words that you feel comfortable like saying to friends in uh i don't say it you don't say it at all no okay no okay like it's not a word that's used in our house (laughs) there you go i understand my mom was asking the other day because you know she's super into the Beyonce album, and she was like saying that her and your mom drive around in her car, and they want to sing along, but they don't know if they're allowed to say the N word, and they decided that it was okay if it was just them and no one overheard them. And I was like, uh, I don't know, like me personally, I can't say it. I can't even say it when I'm completely well, alone. Yeah, I and I think that's really. Okay. Same because thing. I feel like I'm not allowed. I'm a white girl. I'm not yes. allowed. Yes. Yeah, I agree. But I also, I mean, that's a very touchy, touchy area, yeah. and tricky area, yeah. because you know, like, nobody's putting fag in a song except for early two thousand rappers. Like, let's be and real. I'm not saying it in a good way. <laughs> no, but you know, nobody's putting that in a song. Um. I don't know. I think that, you know, if you're by yourself and you're jamming and you're singing and you're doing your thing and you're in bot, you know, because let's be real. Okay. When you're singing along by yourself in your vehicle or something like that, you're really more than anything, you're embodying the emotion and the artist that is singing. Yes. So, you know, if, if you don't have a problem with that personally, I don't see it as a problem. Now, should you get up and karaoke? Probably no. bad freaking idea. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, <laughs> I, I see I see where that comes from. Yeah. Yeah. I see where it comes from. I want to say it. But, you know, my I thing, with the, <laughs> my thing with, the, with the F word is, you know, like, gay people, most gay people don't use that word. You know? Yeah. They just don't. Yeah. It's not like the N-word where it was like, oh, well, we're going to take this and re-empower it and take there it back like a little to moment ourselves. of that like eight, ten years ago or so, but it didn't last very long. It was like it was like you were trying it on and you're like, no, never mind. Yeah, kind of. 
I mean, I do speak for all to... gay people as a. As Not a just no, <laughs> I, I mean like gay people in general. I just yeah. There seemed to be like a moment of trying that on, and then everybody was just like, you know what? Never mind. I take it back. I love how like this episode is so bad that we've like <laughs> we divulged into a completely different conversation to avoid talking about this episode. <laughs> By the way, back to this episode, Principal Moody had a picture of her. Flutie had a picture of Moody. himself, <laughs> of himself on his desk, smiling in front of a bush. Which oh was yes, fucking we funny. didn't we didn't mention that yet. That <laughs> Principal Flutie was eaten by the hyenas, or maybe we did mention it. You did mention second, it. But. but while they're eating him, they zoom, you know, away and into a picture that's sitting on his desk. That's a picture of, of himself him in front of a bush by himself. <laughs> Like just facing outwards from his desk. So like envision you go to the principal's office you and you're talking to the principal and on the corner of his desk also facing you is said principal <laughs> with a bush behind him with a like quirky, weird, funny smile on his face. They took that as a publicity shot. Like this is principal Flutie. It was. It was like a headshot. That's the end of Principal Flutie. What yeah. I find to be interesting is that the whole reason why they separated Vander from the, the rest of the pack who was eating Principal Flutie at the same time <coughs> as Vander was attempting to rape Buffy, they separated him because this show draws a fucking line in the sand with humans killing other humans. No yeah. matter what, there has to be a consequence for that. But... As we're about to see at the end of this episode, Xander is going to kill the zookeeper. And there's never any fucking consequences for that. Xander gets away with whatever the fuck Xander wants. Yeah. He's going to kill the zookeeper. Not only, those are his sins that I've written down. He eats the pig, he attempts rape, and he kills the zookeeper. Well, he doesn't kill the zookeeper yeah, so much as he throws him in the He pushes him into pit. the pit with the hyenas and lets him get eaten. That's even worse than just, like, snapping mm -hmm. his neck real quick or whatever. Yeah, because Faith is a, well, yeah. But she's a goddamn slayer, okay? Faith. <laughs> I can't wait to read the book. I know, because that's so, like, I was just watching some of those the other day, and it's so much more troublesome because I think that, you know... Faith is troublesome? No, like her going bad, because I feel like she didn't have to or would have if things would have been handled a little differently. Exactly. And Buffy just got really fucking pious exactly. and cunty instead of being like, okay, I understand this is traumatic for you as well. And like, it you know, like, holy crap. To see that, to but see yeah. that whole two-parter. Buffy gets super fucking pious and, oh God, we're like, I start. we're I, like three seasons ahead again. Holy shit. I always start crying during that episode. I know. And I watch it with mom, and I'm like, oh, this is it all. Oh, my God. Poor uh -huh. Faith. Poor Faith. Oh, Faith. But Faith gets a little rapey, too, so, you know. Yeah, she chokes a bitch. Zant was Nicholas Brendan trying to replay that scene in his own personal life. Baby. He's like, tell me I'm Faith. <laughs> okay. And this is messing me up, too, because on Thursday nights, I'm watching season six with my mom. <laughs> So we're at the end of season six right now, where Xander's about to leave on you at the altar. Oh, God. Xander really is kind of terrible. He is. Revisiting, I'm like, okay, maybe, maybe fuck Xander. <laughs> used to be one of my biggest complaints was that 
and and the series has continued in the comics, of course, and mm-hmm. Xander still has the eye patch. And my big complaint is Willow's a motherfucking amazing witch, and she can't <laughs> she can't fucking restore his eyeball. She can bring Buffy back from the motherfucking dead, and she can bring back <laughs> Xander's eye. Yeah, and she can turn every future slayer into a permanent fucking slayer. Yes. Spoiler alert. Sorry. <laughs> I guess Whatever. you can't say spoiler alert after you say it, but I did. I did. That's one I always do. <laughs> okay. My favorite is still Riley. I know. I'm sorry. You know, I like Riley. Like, we watched the episode last night on season six where he comes back for a second and he's all married and shit. And mm-hmm. his wife is the perfect friend. I mean, they're perfect. I know. Together. I wish Riley could have been better with Buffy. I wish they, I wish they was... could have been together, but... He was just too normal. Yes. It never would have worked. He was needy. Yeah. I mean, all boys are needy, but whatever. Okay, let's finish this shit. Okay. Damn. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so something good just happened. So apparently Buffy, it doesn't show what happened, but... During the sexual assault. During the sexual assault. Buffy... Hits Xander with a fucking desk and knocks Wish him out. Wish we could have seen that. Me too, damn it. She's so dragging she's him into the library. Into the library. To put into him in the, the cage. book drop. Yeah. Why? Okay. Let's just for a second talk about this book drop. Okay. Yes. Why is there a fucking book drop that's inside it's a, cage? a cage that's inside the library? I like, if you're going to return a book to the library, they can just put it on the counter. <laughs> you can't access this book drop from outside. Is that what it's supposed to be? I think. Oh, I always just thought it was just like weapons. Why else storage. would there be that slot right there inside lock, of a library? Because they fucking lock people in there all the goddamn time. Well, yeah, they lock people, but it's supposed to be like a library book drop. Oh. So yeah, they're locking Xander into this cagey book drop, and the thing that makes him awesome is Willow totally just like kicks the shit out of him. <laughs> because like Buffy's explaining, he tried his hand at felony sexual assault, so I threw a desk at him. <laughs> And she just, like, sort of kicks him a couple yeah, times. Yeah, and she's just, like, casually talking to Buffy while she does it. She's just like, kick, kick. They don't even make a thing out of it. Maybe she's trying to, like, Fantastic. kick his legs out of the way or something. But well, it... maybe, but that's not what I'm going to go with. Yeah. I'm going okay. with Okay, so at least he gets a little bit in. of retribution. Maybe he has a couple of bruises on his leg when he wakes up. Well, I'm hoping he has a lot experience. more bruises than that from being hit with a desk. That's true. An asshole. If only we could see that. All right, right. Sally Forth. (laughs) So, can we just for a second talk about Willow? Willow. So, what is the deal with her, like, like, we knew that she had a crush on Xander, but until this episode, she wasn't acting, like, super victim-y and over-the-top about it, but in this episode, she's all like, what did I do wrong, Xander? Why don't you love me, Xander? Yeah, well, in fairness, this is the first time, probably in their entire lifelong friendship and relationship, that, like, he's been, like, a blatant asshole to her. Yeah. So, you know. At least they didn't portray her as reacting with arousal at his asshole behavior. I mean, that could have been the worst case scenario. Oh, God. Okay, so we have finally muddled through this episode somehow. Muddled. And we have half a shot left, so what are we going to do about that? I think we should just finish it. Okay. Ugh. Ugh. At first I was like, yeah, this is total sipping whiskey. But like, the more I drink it, the more I'm like, oh no. This is not sipping whiskey. Fireball, no good. 
No bueno. Okay, so how do we want to wrap this up? Okay, do you have a favorite quote? You said you had one. I did, actually. What is your quote? It was like the very first line from Willow in this episode while they're at the zoo. And she's talking about, like, <laughs> that they, that Buffy missed out because they were at the zebras and saw them mating. And then she, like, innocently and jovially says, it's like the Heimlich maneuver with stripes. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I'm going to write that down. So, Willow gets um, the quote of the episode. Oh, my God, I'm drunk. Because everything else was boring shit. Heimlich maneuver with stripes. I think this is the first time that she... And it was just cute because, you know, Willow is, you know, still super virginal, super innocent. So, it was just very, very innocent and cute and funny. And they were both wearing striped shirts when they said that. I noticed that, too. Um, okay, let's see. What else do I have in my notes? I think we already talked about all that shit. <laughs> so, the amount of times that we drank, I think we missed a few Buffies. I don't think at any point they mentioned vampires at all in the whole episode. We drank six times because they mentioned Buffy, but I think we missed a few. Yeah. They did not ever mention Slayer, but they did mention slaying. Yeah, and there was absolutely no slaying. Yeah, no slaying whatsoever. Buffy was really... This is one of the only... She was Buffy the transpossession fixer in this episode. <laughs> yes. Buffy the transpositional fixer. Which, by the way, Stephanie was wrong earlier when she talks about how Xander kills a homeboy and feeds him to hyenas because she, he didn't. Buffy she, he did. Tr- he tries to push him in and then there was some fighting. No, he just pushes him against the yeah. like fence, but yeah. Buffy's the one that, throws you know, him over. She actually throws him, him into yeah. the hyena Literally pit. flings him like way over like a like five foot fence. But then she runs over and shit. tries to like half-heartedly like reach out to help him and then she's like, yeah. oh, it's too late. Sorry. Mm-hmm. Like, eh, mm-hmm. It sucks to be you. Mm-hmm. I think outfit of the episode, in my opinion, goes to Buffy's, like, navy blue satin pants and her v-neck black and white shirt with the cross necklace. I know you didn't enjoy it, but I thought it was good. I, I have a toss-up, because if I was going to say individual outfit, it would definitely be Giles with his tweed jacket and his, like, cute, like, weird, like autumn colored diamond pattern like tie yeah and then he had that like adorable fucking silk scarf that was like perfectly wrapped around his neck and tucked under the lapels of his jacket but the toss up is to go out so that would be my best singular outfit but i think in all fairness best outfit period goes to every single fucking pair of boys in plaid pants (laughs) There, there was like was at a least lot of plaid three pants. or four different pairs of plaid pants. In this like episode. Weezer style plaid pants on boys. Yes. Shit tons of them. Super fucking cute. Um, we only had to take a shot, let's see, twice because mm-hmm. um, well, Buffy knew something was wrong and everyone According According her. to the rules of the drinking game, we only had to take a but shot. We twice. took some extra just to deal with the episode. Yeah, just and Giles hope. was unconscious. Yeah, which seems like it happens all the time, but right. it actually only happens ten times in the whole series. Really? So that's just like all front loaded, like because it's already happened yeah. like three times. Yeah. There's only been six episodes. Yeah, Giles actually did not 
clean his glasses or even Mm-mm. fucking take them off no. one time. He's I was usually a little such shocked. a prop man. I know. He's constantly he's like eating shocked. something or doing or something fig- while yeah. he's talking. Oh, yeah. He didn't really have any exposition in this scene though. Which I mean that just goes to show you that Anthony Stewart Head is a very seasoned actor and like he knows how to use his surroundings he and definitely be... wins sex pot of the episode. Yeah. But he definitely knows how to act natural. Yes, he does. You know. Okay, so object of affection in the episode, I'm gonna say is Buffy's like lilacy lavender nail polish. That, was <laughs> that a nail good polish color. was a good color. It's really good. I think the my object of desire is that what we're calling it? Yeah, I think I'm so. I'm so drunk. God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> was uh again? It was towards the very beginning. I think it was Xander's very first outfit, and it was a blue shirt with the stripes that had stripes, but it had like the like white baseball sleeves, but they only went like halfway down to the striped area. Like yeah. it was very patchy and very weird and good colors and it was really that freaking was a cute. very nineties shirt. It was and I really liked like it. Like the stripes only went across his chest and, and then, then across part of the sleeve. Yeah, and then where the stripes were on the sleeves was where the like white baseball sleeve stopped and then the rest of the sleeve the rest of the way down was the same color yes. blue as the shirt. That was a thing in the movie. And it had like a white collar. Like, the collar of the t-shirt was yeah. white. Like, it was very cute. I would totally wear that shirt right now. Yeah. That is... I would be in it. The shirts from these early episodes that are on the boys in Buffy just remind me of my sexual awakening, uh, you know? Oh, man. That Whenever was I was first I becoming liked. attracted to boys, I was rubbing their chests a lot while they were wearing lot, these yeah, kind of shirts. That's true. Because, <laughs> like, yeah, this era of the 90s, there it was a lot of, like, button collared shirts lots of pointy made out of weird fucking materials like very like slimy and bumpy strange ass do you remember all the like shirts that had the zippers that went only to like the (laughs) mid-chest i remember the zippers and i remember a fuck ton of sweater vests yes the best was like like it wasn't like collared shirts with a sweater vest over. It was like a white t-shirt. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> like just like t-shirts yep. with like hideous wool, scratchy sweater vests. I don't find their movie shirts. They're hideous. So the problem that I have with this episode. See, I can take this whole episode with a grain of salt. This is just like basically the worst episodes of season one of Buffy are basically just like little baby B movies. You know, they're terrible. Mm -hmm. They're cheesy. I could take it all. It really wasn't as terrible after it was all said and done. Yeah, except for the last 15 seconds. I timed it. That conversation with. Giles and Xander. And to be fair, I didn't remember this part whenever Xander, like, point blank asks Buffy and Willow, did I do anything else embarrassing? I don't know what it was they were talking about before. Like, so he was, like, giving them an out to confront him about the attempted rape and the other terrible things. And they were just like, no, no, you were totally fine. Which still, he kind of should have just confronted himself. So yes. if he were a real man, well, he would have done that. That's I hate that term. No, I know. That's why I said it like. <laughs> okay, I was like, I mean, I hate that term. If he were a real human, then he would have done it like that. I hate the words like feminine and masculine 
because really, like anytime you say something is feminine, you're you're giving it like a bad connotation. Well, the thing is, like femininity and masculinity are defined not by like if you if you if you Webster this shit, they're not defined on like specific roles like societally defined so much as the definition is like things that people do so like if all if all women stopped like shaving their legs and armpits and worrying about being fucking hairy like being hairy would technically be feminine like if dudes started waxing their balls that would be masculine it would be masculine which goes back to our conversation of, you know, heterosexuals Anything and gay girly people is and just bad. shit and all Anything of that. Anything girls and, do yeah, is bad. Which is just fucking weird. So, I... Xander <laughs> like, was, we're way off topic again. Xander was not a good version of a bad boy in this episode. No. He, he was, was just straight up mean. Really stupid. Yeah, really mean. It was, not, um, it was not good. So we need to give our five by five. Yeah, ratings. let's rate this shit. So on a um, scale of zero to five, how much did you enjoy this episode? I gave it a zero for enjoyability. You give it a zero. I really, I hate to give a fucking zero, <laughs> but god damn it, I think I have to give a zero. It's it's zero Damn-er. because it's literally just either incredibly boring and nothing's happening or it's incredibly uncomfortable yeah and that's it it's not enjoyable what do you give it in like clarity of message like do you think they were really getting forth the whole bullying as a metaphor it was more bullying just straight up it was more bullying straight up, but I guess I don't, to be completely honest, I guess I don't know what the message was. It was like, like, here's it, some bullying. It wasn't like, here's, here's how some, we deal with bullying. There wasn't correct, solutions. Correct. So it's like, what exactly was the message or was this just Joss like trying to express like and show some of the shit that he dealt with as a chubby nerd. I don't know. In high school? I don't know. Like, like how much of wait this... Wait a minute. How was, much of this was... Was Joss chubby a nerd dude in high school? Because I know Xander is supposed to be his, like, you know... Surrogate character. Correct. Well, I would assume so. I would assume so, I mean, too. So was this whole thing, like... Imagine if I would have had, if I would have been one of the hyenas. And see, that's kind of what I'm wondering. But again, so I'm probably going to have to give it, okay, like I don't want to give it two zeros because that's complete horse shit. Well, either way, it's going to end up a zero because we multiply this fucking shit if there's one zero in there. Okay, well, (laughs) I'll give it a one then on clarity and a one on enjoyability. And so it gets a one. Oh, okay. Because it can't just get a fucking shit. zero. It can get a fucking zero, I think. No. As far as clarity of message, like, they showed bullies. 
they showed that bullying is bad. So I guess I would. And to be honest, they do kind of talk about some repercussions. Like they talk about Buffy throwing a desk at Xander, and you know Willow kind of gingerly kicks him below camera level. Which if you're really not paying the fuck attention, twenty years later we just now know. Yeah. (laughs) So it's like you know. So, yeah, but none of it is shown. Like, the, the four original asshole people get sent the fuck away to they don't ever say. So, you know, I guess there is some repercussions, but it's not really, it's not really shown in a... It's that last 15 seconds. You don't feel justice. No, you don't. If, there, if it wasn't for that last moment... When Giles comes up to Xander and is like, I've never read anything about people losing their yeah, memories so, after yeah. a transpossession. So everything that I've read, nothing like, says oh, anything about memory loss. Your secret dies with me. Like, why are you commiserating with this asshole? This is supposed to be like the bro code? What the fuck is happening right here? Z- Giles doesn't deal with the bro code. This is like one of two times in the whole series that I'm mad at Giles. Maybe it's the only time I'm ever mad at Giles, really. But again, shit that's not shown, that's maybe alluded to. So, you know, like, okay, so maybe this will save your vision of Xander. Because, you know, maybe they did talk about, like, him being really mean to Willow. And him, you know, being kind of rapey and shit with Buffy. And, you know, because... about it to who when? To the two of them, because it cuts in on that scene where Willow and Buffy, where he's talking to Willow and Buffy, and he's like, okay, so is there anything else I need to know? And they're like, no, that pretty much sums it up, but we don't know what the hell they've already discussed. They've already, they were walking up the staircase, they were talking about him eating Herbert. So I didn't, yeah. So that's the shit that they chose to leave out. The only thing. Because I would be the opposite. I'm like, tell me about my like rapey bullshit because I would feel terrible. But like, just don't tell me about eating the pig because God damn it, I can't cope with that. <laughs> and the whole, I feel like, Ugh. I feel like the episode wants you to feel that the line that was drawn in the sand was the fact that Xander did not eat the principal. He was not uh-huh. part of that. Yeah. Which I would have rather him be been part of that than trying to rape Buffy. Well, again, and how much of this, like, I, because I if Buffy was that. not a slayer, if she was not super powered enough to throw a desk at that motherfucker, she would have been raped. So, like, how are we supposed to feel about that? If that situation had happened with Willow and he happened to be attracted to Willow, she would have been raped, unless Buffy saved her. Like. The only reason they ever put Buffy in those situations is because she can get out of them. I just feel like there's so much other shit to hate Xander on. Well, yeah. Like when he's not trans-possessed by a fucking hyena <laughs> and then lies about Again, having memory of I what he did. I could deal with the attempted rape if he fucking owned up to it and apologized for it. Like, look, I wasn't myself. I am so, so sorry. If he had prostrated himself sufficiently to Buffy for that. Yeah, but the thing is, like, you know, because that is one thing that I, you know, you've been talking about a lot is that, you know, like, the reason why her and Xander get along so well is because he submits 
to the fact that she's, you know, the strong and the all-powerful slayer. But in reality, he really doesn't. Ever. And he struggles with it all the fucking time. Struggles with his manliness and his masculinity. Like, even in this episode, from the very beginning of the episode, when the bull, like, before he's transpossessed, when the bullies are taking old homeboy and she was in there. Yeah, and she was like, I'm going to go in there and say something. And he's like, no, no, this doesn't require a slayer. I've got this. Yeah. Like, he really doesn't ever... And, like, you know, then in the Halloween episode, you know, he turns all military dude and remembers all of his military training and stuff. But Xander really doesn't ever, like, submit to a female character. Ever. That's the Ever. No, he's terrible to Anya. We'll get into all that. I mean, he's terrible to fucking Cordelia. He calls Cordelia a slut constantly while they're dating. Yeah, he wants Cordelia, wants her, wants her, wants her, when in reality he doesn't want her. He wants her because she's popular and he views her as a fucking object. And then when he has her, she thinks that she's fucking worthless and then starts macking on fucking Willow. What the fuck? Xander's a garbage character. (laughs) With this episode even completely removed from the Buffy universe, Xander's fucking yes. garbage. It's true because the rules <laughs> the rules do not apply to Xander. No, and the I think rules that you apply just, you know, across we younger, the board to yeah. everyone else. I think but when because... we were younger, we just really wanted to like him. Yeah, but he's really fucking garbage. Well, we used to have worse taste in men than we have now. Goddamn! <laughs> like, oh jeez, yeah. He was still much better than anyone we That's ever did. That's very true. <laughs> but he's still garbage. He is. He's a garbage I mean, dumpster. he leaves Anya at the altar. And originally he doesn't does. even want to date Anya because he's freaked out because she was a and vengeance he's constantly demon policing that punished her. men. He's yes. constantly policing her on how she acts. When she's basically like an autistic surrogate character. Pretty much, because she's he's just like, I don't understand all of incorrect. these feelings, but I want to take my clothes off and smash our genitals together. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's pretty terrible. He's and really then the one time that he does actually submit to a strong-ass female character, a.k.a. Faith, like, he's made out to be this, like, huge victim of the situation when in reality he victimizes everyone else yeah i that's i mean i have noticed the flaws in joss's writing in the past xander sucks that's it yes it's not just this episode xander sucks this episode doesn't suck because xander sucks and because it introduces you to the fact that xander sucks this episode sucks because it's boring as fuck and like i said before when it's not boring it's just uncomfortable (laughs) it wasn't really like and like you said before it didn't really like progress the plot either no. there was no mention of the big bad which is the master yeah. there was no it presence really, of angel no there was just no cordelia no literally any of the normal characters this episode didn't exist and it would, and only it would be, be fine yeah i don't even think it's well they might mention every once in a while that he was possessed by a hyena later in the series but you would just be like no. oh okay no i think they mentioned Do it a they? couple times oh i don't ever remember but just it being like offhandedly about again. and 
it's just one of those things like oh xander was possessed by a hyena any story you fucking make up about that to fill in into your head would be better than this <laughs> pretty much you don't have to experience this episode of buffy no. can we agree to put it in the vault yes we can skip it for all time are we gonna have to take let's a shot swear. and say some latin let's, put a spell on it let's pinky swear <laughs> take half a shot i don't want to take a whole shot you can take a whole shot if you want should we uh what is latin what's latin I don't know. For? should we should we cross over in some gilmore and give a little in omnia paratus <laughs> <laughs> yes in omnia paratus in omnia paratus this episode no longer exists <clears throat> okay i'm turning my my dvd player off this episode cannot ever be watched again unless you put on a ball gown and jump off scaffolding with an umbrella yes Okay. So, All right, so your final score was zero, and my final score was one because yeah. I altered mine. I gave, I gave the clarity of message one because it wasn't like the worst. Like you knew it was about bullies. Yeah, but you multiply and it still got dates. Yeah, exactly. Which I'm fine with. I'm fine with it being zero. That means it's put in the vault. It's the in only the vault. It's done. Put it in a bubble. I made a list of the worst the episodes of, of Buffy. I was trying to decide. That's the, honestly, that one is probably the only Bad one. Bad eggs. Bad eggs, yeah. That one's, <laughs> but that Jesus one, That one Christ. could probably be enjoyable if you, t if you just, like, let yourself enjoy the B-movie quality of it. Like, there's nothing that, like, upsets you watching Bad That's Eggs. That's very true. <laughs> Well, the only thing that is upsetting... There's no Cordelia in this episode! I know. That's why I said there's no Cordelia, there's no Harmony, there's no nobody. It's basically like no you've angel. got... No, you've got the four Scoobies. How like do we not got... even have Harm... How do we exactly. not even have Cordelia come up and like say or, something snarky? Nothing, yeah. Nothing. You've got... You've got the four. You've got Giles, Buffy... Xander and Willow, and that's it. And everybody else is like new introduced characters. You know what's really gonna suck? Because Michael is insisting on watching all of these episodes. I'm probably gonna have to watch it again. I Today. you should just you know, I think that you should just be like, Hey, we put it in the vault. We did a, it's we over. did the Anomnia curse. Anomnia for us. What does that even mean? <laughs> I, you know, I've looked it up a million times and I can't remember. It means like live for now or... No, it's like, let's find out real fast. Real quick. We did drink almost this entire bottle oh my of Fireball. We almost drank an entire, what is this? Where does it say how much it was? Thank God I already put my radio show together. And this is the only thing I have to plug in. Because... Stands for prepared in all things is the literal translation translation from Latin. Prepared in all things. So it's basically like ready for anything. Okay. That doesn't really apply to what we were no, just doing. No, this doesn't apply to <laughs> shit that we're doing. Well, I'm prepared in all things of this episode going away and never resurfacing. Yes. <laughs> so in Omnia... Go away and never resurface. <laughs> <laughs> Just the goddamn hyena noises and the like chittering <laughs> laughter alone is enough to not watch this episode. Okay, um, how do we sign off of this bullshit? Are we gonna sign off in the normal way that you and Michael always do? Girl.